Dons. Welcome to another wonderful, sexual, educational, entertaining episode of Confidently Insecure, the podcast, the podcast where we are absolutely sure we don't know everything. And this episode I am so excited about because I have two of my dear friends, Jeff and Jared, coming on. We totally spontaneously are doing this in between two pitch meetings. And I said, we have an hour. Let's just report, record a podcast. And as you can tell from the title of this episode, we're going to be talking about Jeff, the 420 chef, who is a gay weed cannabis chef. Yep. And Jared, this is your dad. This is my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys have a company together. We are putting a show together. We're going to be a little mum and mysterious about that. But you are the business manager of this business, of your gay dad's Yeah, I'm the business chef. manager of my dad, the gay <laughs> weed chef, right? What's it like having a gay dad, right? That's well, one thing. And then all, a cannabis chef as a like? father. It's great to be the taste tester. But it's so, also multiple businesses. We have more than one business. Of course. You so never have just one. We're going to get into that. But I, I want to know, everyone's first question is going to be, do you smoke weed with your dad? Of course. <laughs> Since for since a long, like, long time, we won't even say, we won't when say it how started. young he was. You guess. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about that, Jeff, because you were, you know, I've been going to these pitch meetings with you, so I've gotten to hear your life story ten times, and it's fascinating every single time. And I can't wait for the audience to hear that because your story is just absolutely batshit insane. <laughs> and Jared, being the son, I want to know your feelings on this, your father's, you know, as you joke about your seventh reincarnation yeah. as an adult. So let's put some dream music in, some heart music. Let's take us back to the year 19 or 2001. It's 2001. Yeah. So tell me about 2001. So uh, 2001, I was in uh, the fashion industry. I was a... Uh, marketing executive for some underwear brands. A I very built like up some. popular underwear brand. Yeah, well, I, I, by 2001, yeah, I was they still doing that. They were the popular that. brand, especially among gay men. Yeah, it was called so, To Exist. There you go. Now you know. Now you <laughs> know. You to Exist <laughs> Underwear. So, and I was the uh, brand architect and the executive vice president of marketing uh, and advertising for To Exist. Mm -hmm. And pretty much built up this incredible gay brand while I was in the closet mm -hmm. living with my family, a straight life in New York. And not only your straight life, but your religious. Yeah, yeah. It was also at the time I was modern Orthodox Jewish. Which I'm still is, Jewish, just not more than Orthodox anymore. Explain to people what, <laughs> what the difference is. So, I mean, I'm Jewish. I'm born Jewish. Uh, modern Orthodox is a very, um, I'll just say right-wing Mm. Uh, segment of the religion. Are they the one with the curls? No, no, that's Hasidic. So that's ah. like, you know, the next level. I don't of know much about Judaism, but I sleep with a ton of them. Yeah. <laughs> I love Jewish guys. I kind of stay away from Jewish guys. There's uh -huh. too much baggage too close there. To home. <laughs> yeah. No, just too much baggage. So you're, and if you're Jewish, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, it's like <laughs> got it. So you're, you're hella Jew and then what you're and then, the closeted you, know, you yeah, have three sons yep between all the amazing ages. kids um they're all five years apart at the time at the time of 9 11 so my oldest son uh was 11 yes he yeah was 11. he was 11 and um i made a decision that year on 9 11 mm. when i was because running of to my, of well yeah you know so I, we were actually down downtown mm. i got off the subway at 14th street and i saw these people standing in the street it was literally like a scene out of that movie, um, Day After Tomorrow. Day After Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Everyone's, the car doors are open. Everyone's staring at the World mm. Trade Center. I walk out of the subway. I'm like, what's going on? And some guy goes, oh, two planes just crashed into the uh, World Trade Center. As I'm coming out, I see flames coming out. So it oh must have been gosh. like right after that second plane right. hit. And I'm like, what? Like, were they racing?
racing because I thought it was two small planes. Oh, I had no clue what, what the, was actually right, happening, right. you know. Uh, and then, you know, I went to my office to exist and um, we had, you know, some of the employees came in early. I was one of, the, one of the earliest ones to get in. And whoever was in, I said, okay, this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. We opened up the petty cash box, gave them money to get home however they had to get home. Mm-hmm. And I went to go see my ex-wife. She was working. Who about, was your wife at the time? Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. at the time, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I just, I, I walked to her office because mm-hmm. there was no real transportation. Mm-hmm. Everything just shut down. Um, and on the way to walk into her, to the office, I'm like, you know what? All those poor people that mm-hmm. died there what if i was one of those people my kids mm. never would have gotten to know who i really am as a person you're true so. yeah and i started thinking like i'm just not being authentic and i need to let my mm. wife at the time know what's going on and want my kids to know but mm. i didn't know how to do it sure you know and i had made myself a promise mm. um at that time that i was going to come out to my now ex-wife mm-hmm. within a year i'm like I so you figure gave this yourself out. time yeah yeah i had and to Jared, figure out how i was going to do it you're how old at this point well at this point i'm only six years old so so i knew nothing so gay straight you have no fucking clue you're not <laughs> didn't even know what they meant yeah, so you're not didn't like looking care. at dad like maybe <laughs> not at all <laughs> although it, you so ask my older brother he'd say as a 12 year old yeah. yeah well as he got okay. older i think you know, they start to figure it out as um things start tra- to tra- transpire between mm-hmm. me and my ex-wife and um, finally, it was the following Memorial Day mm-hmm. that I just took her aside and we had a conversation. And it was really difficult. And, you know, obviously, I didn't know what was going to happen. And we tried to figure it out for over a year, really, how to make it work. And, mm-hmm. you know, something happened, and I have no clue. And, you know, it's just like something just switched at a certain point. And she's like, you've mm-hmm. got to move out. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. Well, you were going to try uh, and live with your... What? Yeah, because look, I mean, you know, modern day times, right? There's okay, ways fair, that you can fair, work fair. out relationships, right? That right? was so you know? judgmental of me, but yeah. that sounds like an amazing <laughs> But it is, it is like 17 years ago, right? right. So it wasn't even totally the time of modern acceptable. family, no. right? Where you have all these ish shows coming out right. to like show people, you know, you could live life in a different right. way. But this was so, a time where, you know, we were modern yeah. Orthodox. We would go to synagogue every week. We would play mm. with our Jewish friends, but right? mm. we were in quite a bubble. Now, I was the vice fair. president of the synagogue and of the, the day right. school and stuff. You know, so I, I lived in that little bubble and we brought the kids up that way. And then when all this came, went down, I was like, oh, I wonder if there's a way that we can figure this out, you know? Mm-hmm. And I guess at a certain point in time, she's just like, no, we can't figure this out. And we tell gotta, me about what happened know. with the church. Well, the synagogue. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> They're Sin- all <laughs> organized religion. Exactly. Places to me. So, yeah, no, you're right. They you are. Know? So yeah. I, uh, when I finally came out, you know, we kept it very quiet mm. between, between my ex-wife and me until I realized that she had told her mother about it which oh, there you go turned everything into upside over. down you know Game but over. you know at the end of the day you know it was when that happened and everything just shifted um you know she wanted me out within a week yeah. i was like all right well i found an apartment in the city i moved out mm. you know we we told the kids it was really really hard do but you feel this, fucked um, up because of it jerry oh so so <laughs> you up. look really <laughs> yeah, fucked I, up so fucked up and i feel like our generation jared was of the normalcy of divorce like no, divorce was yeah, i mean maybe not for in your me, town but for me i was the first in my class mm, to have a parent who was last. divorced and then within two three years i feel like almost everyone's right, parents got right. divorced we you permission. started a trend <laughs> well you know how it is there. the joneses everyone tries to keep up with the joneses you know <laughs> i my audience will not understand that reference we are far too young sorry i don't even know what he's talking about <laughs> exactly and how old are you here just so the audience i'm 24 24 and he runs a weed business but we'll get to that so that's coming you're gay you're out you're in new york your kids are thriving you're thriving but not to your fullest extent now in the pitch meeting this is usually when we talk about your you know what do you call it your midlife crisis um switching to cannabis full-time because you had 
a friend's mother who was very sick with ovarian cancer. And we always talk about this in the meeting that your late stepbrother, Jared, had an inoperable brain tumor. But yeah. I realized, like, I don't really know that story. Yeah, it's a, it's a story I don't often talk mm. about. You know, we do mention it because we did uh, cook for him as well to try mm. to help him get better. Because, you know, the best way to beat chemotherapy and essentially beat cancer is through strength. And the only way to give strength is through food. Mm -hmm. And when you're going through that, the last thing you want to do is eat. Your appetite is right. completely suppressed. Um, even the thought of it makes you nauseous and it makes you eventually throw up, especially yeah. when you do have food in your system. Right. So it's not often a story I like to relive because sure. it was yeah. a, a long period of my life um, where we really tried to help, but it did allow us to refine what we were doing and really come out with a quality product. Unfortunately, he didn't get to try it, mm. but so many other people have. And that's brought a lot of value to our lives. And so you're, so he's your stepbrother. He's my stepbrother. Which means your wife, your ex-wife, ex got remarried. Husband's yes. Got yes. it. So, yeah. so, so, so stepbrother. And inoperable brain tumor at what age? Um, so I think it was when he was, tw so he's had it his whole life, but mm -hmm. it really came back out when he was about 24, 25, which is the age I am now. And how old were you? Um, at the time, I was probably like 15. Wow. And so you're already dabbling in this cannabis at 15 to to it in an just altruistic help, right? way like, yeah was, you're not thinking of I guess, business i don't know if i'm putting this out there but i guess i was already smoking yeah well i, I started smoking when i was 12 that's not an endorsement <laughs> just facts yeah i'll just leave out when i started yeah. but it was look i'm well, sorry we, we had a deal well with mm. all my kids that if they ever wanted to try it they had to try it with me first and you were an avid so, user your whole life no I, I always smoked weed but i always wanted to be there for my kids because i wanted my kids to be the ones that knew it was going to happen mm. the, what happened to me was i was one of the followers where i was smoking with my friends that are I've been smoking and I was sort of like I didn't know what to expect and I wasn't that you know I was kind of like that kid that was like oh I don't know how I'm feeling and they were making fun of me right um, but then I got really into it and I became the guy but uh, you <laughs> and know. then you're literally called <laughs> Jeff the 420 chef but that yeah, took exactly. time but so I there's wanted, still hope kids <laughs> but I wanted my boys to mm. um, if they were going to try it then they should experience it before and their friends and get cool I don't yeah. think like a lot of parents parent out of fear-based teachings yeah. and that makes your kids fear you it's oh sh i i I, can't, I don't know what dad's gonna think my mom than, can't find out i need to hide this right. she, yeah. she's gonna kill me right rather no. than when you're in trouble going i'm gonna call dad you're going oh no dad can't find out and yeah. i think you like shifted the narrative of that with your For kids sure. that you yeah. felt and not just enough. him also my mother was very mm. okay with it she understood that this is a holistic plant that yeah. when you smoke weed you're not some crazy person who's gonna go beat mm. the hell out of people right. right that's not gonna happen it's something that makes you relax it makes you one with the universe and a better mm. person all around mm -hmm. and she understood that mm. she's not a a heavy user she's rarely uses mm. but she does understand the benefits because she the saw plant. it through her stepson too yeah even though that was much later you know she had experienced it herself she's mm. an adult yeah right? sure, sure, sure. i remember when i was 12 years old arguing with a kid's parents and this is before i had even consumed because they didn't want us to consume and they were like you know you can't do this no one does this devil's it's bad grass. exactly yeah. devil's lettuce exactly the, yeah, devil's <laughs> and then jared Mom's what did you ask that person so i said i said have you ever used cannabis and they said no and i go well my dad said that you're a liar <laughs> Because I knew them. Damn, throwing you Not under just the that. Bus. There's no adult on this planet who hasn't smoked. I only know one, and or it's my that, older brother. Or that it has a 12-year-old calling you a liar in your yeah, own and home. And they were quite upset about it, as you would expect. They'd be like, no, you cannot do this in front of my kid. Right. But at the same time, to lie to us and mm. try to perpetuate these lies that the mm -hmm. government put out there mm -hmm. doesn't help the world at all. It only hurts it. And I think it. that that's 
you know, if you really look at the history of marijuana, you realize why it was criminalized was really a social thing. It really had nothing Mm -hmm. to do with the plant itself. It had to do with the class that was bringing it over here and smoking it. And now that, you know, I think we're finally making strides not enough. Sorry, my cat's meowing in the background because there's so many <laughs> people over. He's like, what's happening? Now? Um, now that I think we're, we're, I always talk about the generation below us being so much smarter than, you know. Oh, these climate activists who are changing <laughs> the world. I thought I was like doing Greta good. Greta oh, she's yeah. amazing. I thought yeah, I was yeah, helping yeah. with legalization yeah. and pushing yeah, yeah, cannabis yeah. forward. Yeah. These like, people are going to save the planet. Right. They're like, can't, yeah, we know cannabis is fine. Like, we know it's healthy. We know, like, it's Obviously, really, it's healthy. It's yeah, a plant. Like, we, we need to save it. the earth for more plants. <laughs> exactly. Whereas, like, our, your generation, uh, baby boomers and below, you know, millennials have, we were in a weird time with the government where it was like propaganda against. Yeah, but, and, but you understood it was propaganda and right. we didn't understand it. Right, you exactly. Know, and now we're the ones that are saying, wait a second, we're debunking it mm-hmm. for you and you're mm-hmm. debunking it for us. You know, yeah. I mean, Jared brings things to me. I'm like, yeah, I didn't even, when I was your age, this we was not something that was even part yeah. of it. You well, know, I remember when I bought weed the first time and brought <laughs> it for you and you were like, oh, this looks different. Oh, and like we had been smoking totally. his stuff and then I brought some stuff and you were like, oh, this is powerful. This is not the stuff <laughs> I was buying. What Change. is yeah, that? Because yeah. my dad talks about that too. Yeah. So we, so way back in the day, we basically had dirt weed. Dirt weed. I mean, I think it's ditch we, weed, right? That's the well, the, it the wasn't name as bad as ditch, ditch. It wasn't as bad as ditch weed. I mean, we we did get decent stuff, but we didn't know what decent meant for right. us. It was like now, if you look at the weed we were smoking back when I was like, you know, 15, 16 mm-hmm. years old, you're like, I would never touch that right. with a ten foot pole. And it probably we was really, also under ten percent. Well, we had several times. Wait, what do you mean percent? There's no, no, percentages. The THC percentage. No, the that's THC, a big component. No, of the it. THC percentages were, were were pretty decent. I would say they're probably between fifteen and eighteen. Fifteen and eighteen. <laughs> no, I'm telling you from experience. But um, <laughs> but it didn't look the same way it did. It was always dry, and you know we had tie stick. What which the is something they would like. I don't they'd know. wrap it around. A st- it was you don't know, right? Old. What are you yeah, talking yeah, about? Exactly. They don't know. We have our <laughs> other two producers in the room, Robin and Jonathan, and they're both on their phones ignoring us. They're just like, "You kids run rampant." But what the? F- yeah. <laughs> we just had you know, and that what was like, that was that, that was the yeah, it was like you know, sticky, gooey weed. It was really. The, Probably the dankest weed you've oh ever God, had. Oh my God, dad just said dank. Yeah, it All was. Day. Yeah, no it was, one ever knows that word when I say it. Well, because what we do now is completely the antithesis of dank. Mm. We're, we remove we're the anti dank brand. Yeah, <laughs> we take the you know, dank is, and we push it away. I mean, you know, we've invented the craziest things on the planet now. So I so. do want to talk about that. I want to go. Okay, so let's fill in a couple gaps before yep. we get to literally you revolutionizing the cannabis experience. And guys, when I say you actually won't believe what he's invented you really won't it's hard to believe until you see it and that's why i think this I think video, even seeing it you need to actually you have to watch it. you have to see what happens when kelsey experiences oh it all my all and we my all know that know. she is not a real cannabis no, consumer I am here sure not <laughs> cbd maybe cbd 100 percent. all you guys know about that but i get so many questions asked and i finally just shared my story of my my chronic pain with these two today actually so they kind of get the scope of, of what I've been through. And yeah, thank first, you for sharing. Oh that was, yeah, that was pretty you amazing. Guys are, I, I feel so comfortable with you guys, like just, you know, between our stories and our energies matching. And, and I'm so grateful that I think the universe put us together Absolutely. for this specific reason. So, yeah. But the first thing Jared said to me was like, no, you need THC. You need that one-to-one ratio to deal with chronic pain. And I get asked all the fucking time to do an update about where I'm at with my pain. And I just don't feel comfortable yet because... I don't want to lie to you guys. I don't want to be like, no, I'm still in 
aching pain every day, but that's because I haven't tried. We are going to have <laughs> you try this, whether it's today on camera or somewhere else. <laughs> we but still have another pitch say meeting soon. this afternoon. Oh, but, but you <laughs> so know, maybe you'll, five from one hit, yeah. you'll be able to tell from one hit yeah. whether or not you're actually mm. starting to feel a little bit mm. better. You know, you, mm. you'll see. We'll describe well, what this is. I am is, having but, yeah. a bad pain day because we talked about how it, yeah. the, it's cloudy out today. The barometric pressure when you have steel or uh, titanium or screws in your face or your knee or your hip or whatever. Or even if you just suffer from migraines. I know my mother, she's tried to use cannabis for this as well mm. so anyone out there that does suffer from migraines and is looking for cannabis products cbd will help you at least a little bit thc will help a little bit more but mm -hmm. together they will help improve your quality of life right you know cbd is great but you really need a little bit of thc to help the break through the brain the blood brain barrier so whatever that's another conversation i'm having let's not go there let's not get into the snake oil to talk about that yeah so let's fill in these gaps so you're you're making cookies and uh edible you know infused products products i should just say baked goods for uh his late stepbrother and your friend whose so mom she had a stage four ovarian cancer which stage four no bueno yeah no bueno at no all. bueno yeah. and you are changing their lives essentially in that you're you already had a really good cookie recipe and you decided to put cannabis in it to help these people but yeah. then what did they say they hated it they, they hated said, that they said we love your cookies we hate the taste of the cannabis we feel the cannabis working because neither of them wanted to or could smoke mm. right mm -hmm. so all the the only thing that they could do is add edibles at the time no one's really making edibles mm. right mm -hmm. and so, the people who were they were making them way too strong yeah yeah, yeah and there was like horrifying yeah experience. and you even myself. me like, like even, right. we did even that at the beginning with <laughs> me i was making i didn't know what i was doing at first and i was making very <laughs> test kitchen. very very yes my, my test ending kitchen. up on yeah. the floor like <laughs> literally literally <laughs> i was out for three days Holy once shit. yeah i i was out for three I remember days you telling yeah, me this yeah. story and, when we um, first met so i was uh, it turns out i just um used a ton of cannabis to make these brownies and <laughs> and i had a brownie and it, we figured out it's probably like 150 milligrams for three days i couldn't move i was yeah and for anyone who yeah says that they do that much please don't yeah it's, <laughs> it's crazy no. not a great but experience from that experience i started looking into dosing and mm -hmm. you know all the, also these two people kept saying you know like how do i know how much to eat you know Today it made me feel this way. Yesterday it made me feel the day before. You know, so it was very different. So mm -hmm. I had two challenges that they gave me. Mm. Take out the taste and mm -hmm. figure out how to dose it properly. Mm. And in earnest, I spent 18 months figuring out wow. the whole taste thing. The dosing thing came a little earlier. Um, but by the end of that year and a half, I came up with a product that has zero cannabis taste. Mm -hmm. And I could tell you that each one of a cupcake or a cookie or whatever I was making mm -hmm. would be 10 milligrams of serving. And, and even that would was kind of high. Yeah, you know? and we would also yeah. do one milligram, right? Wow. Everyone's had we a gummy bear. We started doing microdosing and right. stuff like He's that. He's actually and, the pioneer know. of layered microdosing. Which, what is layered microdosing for anyone who doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about? Because so, that's a very LA yeah. term. It, it, really, <laughs> so it really isn't, you know. So we realized, especially through, you know, one of the people I was cooking with, because word started spreading mm -hmm. amongst their friends. And the guy's like, I love your cookies, but I can only eat one. Mm -hmm. I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll make it so you can eat five if you want. Mm -hmm. And I took the dosage and I split the dosage mm -hmm. amongst five cookies. Mm -hmm. Now he had five cookies. Each cookie was one milligram. Mm -hmm. And at five milligrams, he was good. And, and if you're could, like, starting out, I think everyone's fear is like, you can always eat more, you can't eat less. Exactly. And so one milligram, would you say for anyone listening out there is a good place to start or even is that too much i say two and a half milligrams yeah. is a great place to start oh wow because that's when you're gonna feel it a little bit 
Uh, five milligrams is usually enough for many people. 10 milligrams yeah. is a standard dosage that a lot of people will say, oh, I do 10 milligrams, but it's very strong for some people. Right. Um, I'm a 10 milligram guy now. Mm-hmm. I was a five milligram guy for years. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. my tolerance has been... Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm a 20 imagine. milligram guy, right? <laughs> so it does happen is where you get up. Is that just because you're young? It's also my tolerance has increased. Mm-hmm. I remember when I had a a chocolate bar that was supposed to only be 10 milligrams. It was supposed to, they said it was a bowl pack per quarter of the bar. Okay. And I said I could handle a bowl pack. I smoke a bowl all the time. Yeah. That quarter fucked me up so bad oh, <laughs> that no. I would never do it again unless he made it. Yeah. That's the reality yeah. is you have to trust right. who's doing it. And so, you know, I, often I have people come up to me and they're talking about, oh, yeah, I had this crazy gummy bear. I only had to eat the leg. I'm like, wouldn't you much prefer <laughs> yeah. 10 so you could just keep snacking while yeah, watching the movie? Yeah, these are and that's fun the food. Value you know? of yeah. one leg of the other person's. Like, <laughs> yeah, and you're scared the whole right, time. Right, you're like, I had a leg. What's going to happen? Right, and then you're <laughs> yeah. sitting there waiting in the anxiety of waiting for something to kick in, whereas layered microdosing seems to me to be you a kind of like gap, go up like this gradual. yeah you know, and then you come down like this is you know yeah. so and it works in all of our dinner parties you know we do a lot of celebrity dinner parties and so which we will talk about. um but we you know it's everyone has the same experience it's yeah. a really nice ride up mm-hmm. enjoy it and then a really nice well i ride love down. what our other producer over here uh, robin always says is like your brand is not about getting fucked up on weed <laughs> like you're not trying to get stoned out of your gourd yeah. you're like uh robin always says it's like having like two glasses of wine and like everyone knows that nice light buzz feeling because i think that's the problem too with our generation jared is we would like have this fucking dense white widow and we'd sit and smoke it in a fucking blunt in a circle and then everyone would be so high for like three or four hours and then you don't do anything in those three or four I'm surprised hours. you know about that. Yeah, I was I, like, wait, how do you know about that? I did, <laughs> because, I yes, did, that was my childhood. I did sell weed in high school. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> yes, in Florida uh, to teachers. We were What's the uh, statute teachers. of limitations? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's over now. Yeah. No, I know. Um, so we forgot to talk about, too, like, at this point, you're what age that your dad is really starting so to... So at this point, I believe I'm, I'm 16. Mm. Um, but 16 really comes later when his when he's first starting out and that article comes out about yeah. you. Wait, so I also want to ask, like, at this point, also your dad is out. Yeah, I, yeah Is sure. he the only out dad in your small... So I went to a York. Jewish school. I'm sure there's some viewers here who can relate to that. Um, <laughs> yes, out of the entire school, I was the only person with a father who was out and gay and proud. And what the fuck was that like for you? You know, it was challenging at first. You know, you had to break it to your friends, so this way they'd stop, break you know, saying... Him. Right, because it's oh. a really messed up. Or oh, you yeah. had a huge fight about it. Remember uh, that? And yeah, I've, I've had to get physical because of this. Because it's honestly <gasps> not yeah, cool. Yeah. To, yeah. It's not just standing up for my dad. It is standing up oh, for him, sure. but it's also an entire people community, out there. It's yeah. a whole community of people who don't deserve to be. Yeah, spoke and to this children way. Children are fucking idiots. Yeah, they and they don't mean word it. And they, they don't yeah, mean and they it just that say way. And they were or and they're trying when to no shocking. homo started to be a thing, oh that was God. another fight. Who right? Didn't say that. Well, I didn't. Good I could for tell you. you that. You're a better person yeah. than me. But that's I'm because I myself, and I was still like, no homo though. But you know, all my kids have been very protective. Mm. You know, throughout since I came out to them early, I didn't hide anything from them. I said, mm-hmm. listen, the divorce was not your fault. It wasn't your mother's fault. It was something that I. It was, if you want to call it a fault. It was the fact that I was finally being authentic to who I am. Mm. And I finally said, I'm not lying anymore. Mm-hmm. But the greatest decision of my life was to marry their mother and have them. Oh, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, look, I look how amazing they are. And I got yeah. very lucky. I mean, they're all amazing kids. Yeah. You know, uh, my oldest one, son is a very successful lawyer in Connecticut. Wants and to be not only that, <laughs> yeah, he does want to be president. But not only that, he also was uh, part of the legislation group at uh, throughout what was it, SUNY in New York, so mm-hmm. the State University of New York, he passed actual laws 
through campuses that would make it um, illegal to discriminate against people based on their sexuality. Oh yeah. wow! And he did that at Cornell, and then he went to Columbia Law School, and he you did great. So some, like, pretty they're pretty awesome kids. Yeah. We also yeah. marched in the gay pride parade together, yeah. wearing oh. shirts that said "Out Dad," and they wore su- uh, shirts that said "Proud Son" oh. because we were proud. And, was, yeah. and we got yeah. to meet uh, politicians like uh, Christian, Christian Gillibrand. Gillibrand, yeah. We marched next to her, uh, <gasps> several others as well that were passing by. They all saw our shirts and they wanted to understand yeah. more about Too it. Too bad Bernie wasn't there. That would have been great. Well, yeah, that would have been amazing. Yeah, as well. It's almost flipped right like i think the story we're used to hearing is dad accepting his outside what a what a unique situation but this is the reverse of like straight sons accepting gay dad which is not a story you hear often but But i do think it's a story you will begin to hear more and more as you know the older generation Mm -hmm. does come out and tell the truth to their dies out comes out of the closet but you know the intestines my kids and how amazing they are Imagine that they're actually living in an environment, mm. whether it's the in the, the community or the schools or mm. family mm. that are not tolerant, and mm. they're going against it, and they're saying, "You know what? Right. My dad is awesome. Yeah. You're all wrong." Right. You know, and you know, before you knew about my dad, he was an amazing guy. Right. You, you know, on Monday he was incredible. On Tuesday he was a villain. Right. How does that happen? And I think and they not saw only that, that. You he know, was, he was. A pillar in the community. Everyone right. knew him. Everyone invited him to their simchas, which means their celebrations. Um, he was thank you for really, that clarification. Of course, any any time. <laughs> uh, so it, it was really important to understand that people could switch just like that, mm. and you had to understand that so you knew how to balance yourself because right. there was no way you're going to hold three kids back from spewing their mind. And that's right? what like that's the other thing is not only were you standing up for him as a queer man, but also as a cannabis activist Did that, that was later, later yeah. that was yeah. later but think about it <laughs> like i was steps. growing like, up in school <laughs> yeah. and i was fighting with teachers about it they would quote the bible or the oh, torah and fuck. they would say things and, they'd be, and i'd say well that doesn't really make sense because the way i'm experiencing life it's exactly the opposite it's about love and acceptance not about Jeez. pushing people out because of how they feel and how and their beliefs that's and, like that seems like an impossible thing to do when you're in the high school age like standing and that up was middle against, school wow like <laughs> yeah. standing up against yeah. your friends standing up against teachers like Jeff, do you know how rare that is? Yeah, like, yeah, that is you know, not yeah. a normal... Like, if people where I'm from would have cut off communications with their dad, would have joined, like, you know, joined in the bullying with yeah, their let friends. Let me tell you, everybody else did but my kids. I mean, all these wow. people that I was so friendly with and I would go to their houses and I would help them relay their tile and brickwork Assholes. or hang their chandeliers or whatever, or, you know, <laughs> sat on the boards of the schools. On by, by Monday, I moved out on a Monday. By Tuesday, nobody talked to me. The only ones that I had, and my kids didn't know at the, at the way beginning. Right. It took me a month because I, I met with a child psychologist to find out how to mm. do it. I wanted them to understand it. And they just said, be authentic and just tell Good. them, you know, what it was. And I told them and it was amazing. I mean, they were, yeah. fa- but since that point in time, they could have easily said. Right. Well, know, I think that's something that like, obviously not trying to get producery, but that's what made us so interested in, in your guys's relationship is so unique, is so strong. Yeah. And the um the the breaking of the barrier of like toxic masculinity like i don't know anyone that's watching this like jared presents as a very hetero masculine man <laughs> i don't mean like, to do that <laughs> I, know, I know but i'm saying like i think you know it's 
I want this show so bad because I want people to see what family is like authentically and true yeah. and what good that can do in the world. Sure. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about cannabis then. So we want to talk about the business. So how did the business start? Because you're making these cookies. You found out how to take the taste of cannabis out, which already people who use edibles or maybe you don't and you're finding out the taste is really hard to mask. Yeah. I mean, impossible. It's also had. really hard to swallow. Yeah. Literally. Like <laughs> yeah. it doesn't taste good. That's why you don't eat weed. You smoke it. So yeah. tell well, me about until now, well, but until you'll now, learn about you'll, that you, soon. You guys, I promise we're not just holding spoilers. This is, Oh my God. My Have you ever seen back to the future? It's adorable. You know, yes. Back to the future. Yes. I'm that mad scientist. And Jared's actually the dad. Marty McFly, Marty McFly <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. Hopping the, in the ride, the going back and sneakers, forth. The self-laced sneakers. So you really are, you really are like a mad scientist in that you, think of things with cannabis that no one else in the industry in the world is thinking of and finding out a way to do it. Now you have no cooking degree. You didn't go to culinary school. You didn't own a dispensary. How the fuck did you become the Julia child of weed? It's and so one of the top cannabis chefs in and started in New York as wow. well. Not even in California, which was right. a state where you could get medical cannabis. Right. right. But I, I was going back and forth. You know, I mean, in New York, the cannabis is kind of danky. My friend whose who's mom was sick lived here in L.A. Mm. His brother was in New York. So I was going back and forth. And I was doing a lot of testing. And when I figured out how to take out the taste, um, it's a really crazy story. I made a batch of cupcakes. Mm-hmm. And I ate one of the cupcakes, and I'm like, oh, my God, it doesn't taste like weed. I think I fucked this up, <laughs> right? And then two hours later, I was in Dwayne Reed wearing my pajama sweatpants, flip-flops, and a torn-up T-shirt with holes in it. Which he I, never leaves the house like and, that, and right. ever. Like, how embarrassing. And as a kid, I always remembered always leaving the house well-dressed. And it's like 11 o'clock at night, and I'm standing in the snack aisle wondering... <laughs> why I'm there and what I'm supposed get to get. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. I'm high. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm really high. So <laughs> I, the next morning I called my best friend. His name is Brian. He's, um, he heads up a big uh, media agency there. And I'm like, Brian, I think I figured out how to take out the, the t- taste of wheat for my edibles. And this guy's probably like, Okay, crazy. Like, yeah, what? he's exactly what he's like. Why he's do like, I care? What taste in edibles? I he's don't like, really do many yeah, edibles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know what? He goes, I don't have time for your shit right now. <laughs> he said, but call my friend Justin. He works at Daily Beast. Maybe he'll be interested. The Daily Beast is you know. a big internet. Uh, how do I describe Daily Beast? It's like a news source. News source. Like a BuzzFeed source. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. that's when the Daily Beast was just becoming something because mm. it was like 2004, 2014. No, four. He doesn't remember. Let's see. No, let's see. What is it now? 2011. Okay, thank wow. you. Anyway, you have to you look it up. Off. It was 2012, I think. <laughs> or 11, either. Whatever. We'll matter. figure out the dates. Anyway, um, all I know is I called Justin. The next morning, we had brunch. Mm-hmm. I brought him one of my cupcakes, and we had a great conversation. I said, you have to let me know how you've been thinking of the cupcake. He said, you know, your story's pretty compelling. Mm-hmm. I'd like to write an article about you. Mm. I said, mm, okay, sure. You have nothing said, to lose. Yeah, what, nothing to lose. Yeah, I'm like, no one knows who I am. Figure, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm whatever. I'm just trying to figure out how to take out the taste of Although cannabis. Although you were the underwear edibles. guru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a whole so different thing. You did have a little bit of a reputation <laughs> yeah. to lose here. And um, all of a sudden, an article comes out five days later, Meet the Julia Child of Weed. With your face attached. Yeah, and you know, he didn't... Jeff the 420 chef. Yeah, he didn't even call me and tell me how he liked the edible, the cupcake. You he just like talked it about it. In the art- and yeah. what did he say? Was he like, holy oh, he was, fucking he was, shit? Yeah, he was blown away. And um, I was blown away by the article because it was like 
the, the coolest article that I've ever read, read, even just about myself. And um, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And literally that day, my email starts blowing up. People start finding out who I am, whatever. And I have these chefs calling me. I have publishing companies calling me. I have producers calling me. Like, how do you do this? Teach me how to do it. And I did. I taught a lot of chefs how to do it. And they mm. taught me how to do it. I do some very big names in mm. the industry. Mm. And... Um, you know, I was You're going completely I was overnight going by the fit, by this moniker Jet the Four Twenty Chef, and it became Jet the Four Twenty Chef. And Jared, you, know? you also stepped in at this point, being like, "You have this name, Jet the Four Twenty Chef. Yeah. We need some fucking social media. Yeah, yeah. yeah, not even social media. I was just thinking, we need a website. Right? Yeah, we need yeah. a way for people <laughs> yeah. to contact right, him right. because yeah. people are probably scouring the internet for contact yeah. to just get in contact with him. So I built the website. Uh, I started our social media, which he kind of already had when it was a personal account. Mm -hmm. So it was basically all of his friends, all mm -hmm. 750 of them. Aww. And we worked to get that up organically. Yeah. Just people who were truly interested in cooking with cannabis. Right. So we started building a whole persona Which from a there, lot of people even still today don't, aren't interested in. Because A, I think people think it's very laborious. Mm -hmm. And two, don't trust themselves scary. Yeah, it's to be cook scary. edibles. Yeah. Because yeah. we've all, like you said, had these nightmarish experiences. But you're really revolutionizing it and and jared you saw a huge business opportunity here yeah and i was also you know a 16 year old and i was like <laughs> i love weed this is the best oh my god not only is it my dad but it means i'm about to get so many edibles <laughs> and so much free weed so you built the website up you're now it's changing recipes and and skills with major chefs michelin star chefs you're getting articles written about you you decide i gotta put this all in one place mm-hmm and the story of how you got your book like kind of is uh, uh, crazy but i always use i always like to say in our meetings your your first cookbook was in urban outfitters which yeah. that means it's a fucking cool book yeah. and it's and it was in back to school so all of you kids <laughs> out there just like me that was the spot to go to and it was called the 420 gourmet yeah. because again like our, our producer robin who she's so much better at talking weed stuff than any of us <laughs> in the group but she always says it wasn't stoner beavis and butthead chips on couch like here's that fucking get high it was <laughs> hot cuisine as she says it yes. was high class beautiful you know what let me see if i have it because but, i want everyone to see that very book. approachable yeah, i mean go get it very, Here, very approachable. we'll talk while you're gone <laughs> yeah. so you you did the book with um harper collins yeah which, I'm is, tell you, which is huge and that was a surprise because right. you know i've been talking to two other publishing companies i won't say which ones they were but they know who lost it <laughs> um but uh you know and i had this deal and i called brian again i said brian i got a deal from a publishing company for a cookbook would you take a look at it he goes look i'm in south by southwest <laughs> right goes, now i'm still he busy goes, i don't have he's time like you know let's talk about when i get back i don't think this guy was your friend he's my best he's literally my best friend <laughs> okay so he's you know, your best yes. friend that can tell you he doesn't have time for you but but everything happens through him which is amazing you know and this was another thing that happened through him so that night at south by southwest he's he goes out to dinner he's sitting at a table mm -hmm. with a guy who heads up marketing for harper collins and, and they he goes, send you yeah and he says you know plane. well no he, so he says you know uh to, to, to brian says to the guy you have to you know can you look at this thing that we got from another publishing company my friend's a weed chef and the guy goes, why don't you just bring him into our offices? So you're literally flying to New York. Well, I was already in New York. Oh, so yeah. So, so. you're walking down I the walk, street. It was, to New York. I literally walked there. I lived on Wall Street, and uh -huh. it was like six bucks up on Fulton. So, if and yeah. they <laughs> offered you a deal three times more, and, so the, and you could show the 420 Gourmet. And they published this. Book and you're for me. already on your second printing of <laughs> yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. And you have another one in the works, mm -hmm. which for is, everyone out there, just so you really see the book. There you go. That's why you got to watch this on YouTube.com/slash yes. Kelsey Dara, not just listen to the audio on iTunes. 
iTunes, Spotify, wherever it's are you? It's a beautiful book, so beautifully illustrated. Gorgeous. Just like to take a little tour of it so, as well. So <laughs> yeah, please please share a couple of the titles of your favorite uh, foods. What are some of the things? So you... hazy Thai wings are the most popular. Yeah. You know, at our dinner parties, our can of apple roses are also very popular. Um, we have a stone pecan pe- pecan noodle pie. A lot of really fun stuff in there. So, you know, it's very approachable. The Mm -hmm. recipes are easy. But the best part for me about the cookbook is that it actually shows you how many milligrams per serving Mm -hmm. of THC you're getting based on following my recipe. And it shows you how to make the can of butter. And so you're not only teaching people how to cook with it, but you're actually teaching them how to go out there. And you always said this to me in the beginning. I thought it was so interesting because I was like, no, let's talk like strains and brands. And you were like, I don't give a fuck what kind of weed you want, Kelsey. Just bring me the weed and I'll show you how to properly use it and dose it and cook it. So like when you're doing this, you don't need to like smoke the strength of the weed to know because here you're going to mad scientist me, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I am. So so (laughs) get ready. Here we go, please. (laughs) uh, I'm going to put like Jeopardy music under this. (laughs) I love you. Do tell us. Do tell us. So what I realized is that the effects of the cannabis are based on when the plant is harvested Mm -hmm. coupled with other compounds in the plants like terpenes and flavonoids, et cetera, Mm -hmm. that bring together something called the entourage effect. But Mm -hmm. it's never consistent. Mm -hmm. I also don't like the taste of burnt terpenes and burnt chlorophyll in my food. So I said to myself, if I can take out the terpenes, if I can take out the chlorophyll and take out the flavonoids, all that I have left is the trichome. Mm. Very easy to work with. Why? Because the trichomes ripen at different phases. There's three different phases. And this is where you talk about that he always drops this facts in the room is that the difference between indica and sativa is a complete lie. Yeah, well, that, that's, a whole, the government. Yeah, yeah. So, that's, the so that's a whole very interesting conversation. So, but I'll give you three different, three different facts yeah, to take with yeah. you. Indica and sativa just mean that those are the phenotypes of the plants where those plants originally came from. Mm-hmm. So a sativa is going to come from a warmer climate. It's a taller plant with thinner leaves, taller stalk, etc. But the effects are by about the plant itself. Mm-hmm. Okay, indica is a plant that's grown in a cooler climate, shorter stockier, and it's got wider leaves, mm-hmm. right? But again, the effects are based on the ripeness of the trichomes as well as the terpene and other cannabinoid profiles within that strain. So if right? you haven't turned off yet, basically what he means is <laughs> indica and sativa don't mean fucking shit. It's just about when it's harvested. And also the the, ter- the cannabinoid and terpene profile, right? Mm-hmm. So meaning that you know certain terpenes will make you more sleepy, certain mm-hmm. other ones but will make you more focused But that can be either word. Correct. So when people are like, no, you need a sativa, you can tell them to fuck off because Adjeff the 420 chef it's told you that that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that that's... Also, what made me trust you so much about this stuff is like you're talking about things that, again, like nobody's thinking or opening up dialogue about because it's always just been one way for forever. And, you know, there's always been one company dominating the market. There's always been like one way of consuming cannabis. And I think like what you're discovering is all these new different avenues and you really are about educating your your clients well you know just people in general i mean clients people wouldn't call them no, yeah. clients what do you call them they're I, cannabis I think, consumers yeah they're consumers you know? so you do these <laughs> famous celebrity dinner parties that we can't tell you about because we can tell you about one <laughs> yeah tell us about the party you just did 
Well, we did desserts for Kate Hudson's 40th birthday party. Kate Hudson. <laughs> the Kate Hudson. I mean, I think everyone on Instagram saw that. Like, even Kim Kardashian just had that CBD-themed baby shower. Like, celebs are in weed. And you... They're out of the green closet. There yeah. you go. And so, we're lucky because we're in LA. So, you do these dinner parties, these private dinner parties where you'll go to a celebrity's house and you'll go into your cookbook and you'll make these lower micro... Layered micro-dose dishes. Yep. And uh, people have, you know, these are all over, you know, people's Instagram profiles of like going to these like weed dinners and you're all about educating these people as well as showing again, like Robin always says, is like how to get high in that fun zone where it's Mm -hmm. like one to two glasses of wine where you're just light and silly and like having a good time. Right. And, you know, we we got pretty lucky with the Kate Hudson thing because we're we're bound by NDA for 90 percent of the things that Mm -hmm. we do. We can't talk about it. However, (laughs) yeah, except that sometimes like E online Mm -hmm. just gave us a shout out about Mm -hmm. the party. So now we can say something. Yeah. You know, which is pretty amazing. So, you know, but we do a lot of these fun things and I think people trust us because we explain how we're doing right. it we explain what they're going to feel because right. we know the consistency of our product right. you know we have odorless cannabis now which has right. never existed say that again you know we have odorless, odorless cannabis. cannabis which i don't think <laughs> it like i said it's hard to wrap your brain around that unless you smell not smell it yeah yeah and <laughs> like, the cool and the, but the cool thing is that it has a taste right it tastes amazing we do all different types of flavors. And it you know? smells. So I want to lift up my favorite product, which you guys actually make these. This is your own brand. You yes. manufacture this. You make the packaging. Jack, Jared designed the Jared, packaging. Jared yeah. does the packaging. He's and a savant. These are not out yet, right? But they're coming soon. But they're coming very soon. I got an exclusive sneak peek, and it's sitting in my dresser. I have two mm-hmm. spliffs yep. of this lavender pre-roll. They're odorless. Oh, I forgot you have to... Yes, child-proof. That's me, the child of the group. Um, But when you take it out, I'm immediately hit with the smell of lavender. Yes. Like a Like a dank smell of lavender with no cannabis. essential oil. Like, I feel like I just walked into a fucking spa. But there's no cannabis order. And there's no additives in there either. Not a single... You have walked... You have smoked these in front of cops. Yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you have smoked these in airports. And casinos. We have. And casinos. Yeah. And not a single person has known that the this is actually we smoke 100%. this within the airport after security in yeah there's las like you know, in, in las mm. vegas there's a whole smoking room mm-hmm. where you can smoke um we were smoked there's a security guard in there in the door and we're just smoking it and he's not doesn't even realize and not that we endorse smoking this in public <laughs> the business at manager all. just jumped out <laughs> but it's what we did but yeah this so, is the business side of jared but so know, it doesn't smell so when you smoke it it has a taste and the actual Marijuana so it'll itself. taste like lavender, right? Right. But we also have strains like Tangy and Blue Dream. So it'll Help taste, me. it'll yeah, taste like the strain that you want it to, to taste like, but the smoke will not smell like cannabis. So we so, do that. So we'll do like oh, a taste that are you know, cannabis tastes like you're used to, like Tangy and yeah, Forbidden Fruit. It, or we'll do taste like clove and lavender. We have over and here's flavors. our cool mint as well. It's kind of yeah. similar to a menthol feel. And this, this is the clove. clove, which love bitches love. And then because <laughs> we only have 15 minutes before we have to go to our next pitch meeting, we're going to double time the rest of this interview. Yes. Go for it, Tell yes. me about Free Leaf and what this product right here is. So this is my, this is my, um, I guess, most favorite product that I've made so far. It's revolutionary. Open, oh, yeah, so just open this up. So this is 100% cannabis. No By the oils. way, there's no oil. There's no additives in any of our products. We do it through an, uh, a specific Fucking process crazy. which uses air osmosis. And you what won't does that tell us because like? it's your secret secret process. Yeah, what yes. does that smell like? This smells nothing like weed and only 
oregano. But yep. there's no oregano in it. We've had it even is, people spill it out and dig through it. There is no oregano. In so it. And there's no oregano oil or anything. Marijuana. In it. Pure marijuana. Hundred percent. And it's being mm. lab tested. Phase three California testing. hundred percent cure. A pure and clean. So you literally can sprinkle this as an herb and flavoring in your food yes. and get high with zero exactly. taste of marijuana. Yes. yes. Zero smell when you're cooking with yes. it. And it's fucking. We- I don't we think people understand. We love going to pizza. Like literally, any <laughs> New Yorkers who are watching is. this, because I'm a New Yorker, I love my pizza. This is all you do. You shake some on your pizza, and you're set. And we're gonna have a dose so you don't get too high. No, it right. Tastes like right. oregano. And right. I think when I do it for the first time, I either want to do the lavender, but I, I also am just afraid of smoking in general. But we'll give I, you a whole holistic experience. I want to do like the dinner or something. Do it right like, now. <laughs> Russell <laughs> yeah, Brand will be there for you. Oh my god, I love him. We saw him earlier <laughs> we just today. Saw him today. We <laughs> ran into him, and he is very tall. First of all, I was not very tall, to be but that his tall. kid was very small. Yeah. Anyways, okay. So back to you. So besides these revolutionary fucking products, you got granted a license yes. to open up a edibles lounge in yes. West Hollywood on the hottest street in Boys Town, Santa Monica Boulevard, yep. to open up the Bud Berry Lounge. Yes. Now, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> so um, we ho- we um, hooked up with a group of guys, uh, two guys. They uh, started a uh, yeah, you did company called <laughs> Bud Berry. And, Not in um, that way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they they met me through Instagram a couple of years wow. ago and said, "Hey, we want you know we're looking for something a little different for our lounge. Would you be interested in being our chef?" I said, "Yeah." And we uh, submitted an application about two years ago. We got our golden ticket a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, just last night. Woo! We uh, got our business license commission. To approve us opening up so our address. So you already yeah. have the location, which yep. is gorgeous and is has a famous designer behind it. Thomas Shoes, yeah. Yeah, he did like the Tao restaurant for anyone that like watches David Dobrik Instagram stories and knows what that place is. Or Tana Mojo, she's partying at Tao in Vegas. But so you have an exclusive spot. You've got one of a kind revolutionized way of consuming cannabis. And you haven't even opened yet. Right. So, <laughs> so lines around the block. We're already planning for so it. So, <laughs> tell me about what the experience going into Budbury is going to be like for people. So, Budbury is a is an enchanting space. I showed mm. you the video. What it's going to look it's like? It's beautiful. It's like an it's like an urban oasis. Jungle. It's, it's like an oasis. It's a yeah. hidden yeah. forest or a hidden what did hidden she call jungle. it yesterday? She in, she said the the hidden. I forget at the at the hearing. Uh, one of the commissioners was familiar with the space, and she was like, "It's the hidden garden." That's yeah. What it, oh, yeah. A yeah. Secret, yeah. Garden. secret garden. Yes. And you, you walk into the spot, and all of a sudden, you're transported into a vacation spot, mm. which is like you're in a jungle, mm-hmm. and um, with tropical plants and waterfalls, and and fish, and it's amazing. And birds. And well, the birds are there's going. There's parrots they're, they're, now, they're, but they're, they're going, parrots they're now, but they're moving to <laughs> they're Belize. They're huge and scary, <laughs> and they're moving to Belize. Oh, um, bye, <laughs> <yeah>. bye, girl. <laughs> but uh, you know, but we're keeping that pretty much intact because the experience is just so enchanting. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be able to, for example, buy a pizza mm-hmm. from. Uh, the pizza place across the street because mm-hmm. right now the state's only allowing us to d- have delivery in mm-hmm. right you'll order a pizza but then you'll be able to buy from us a little packet of oregano mm-hmm. it's oregano with a capital n-o oregano like no exactly oregano it's not really oregano, oregano it's cannabis it's oregano and you'll be able to sprinkle two and a half milligrams five milligrams or ten milligrams on your pizza and you can consume it it's pre-decarb which means it's activated mm-hmm. and it kicks in within half an hour what the fuck so, so how come you've found a way to make edibles kick in in half an hour and the rest of the fucking world 
is on edge with anxiety waiting for like two hours yeah, for it to yeah, kick in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it was really, it's taken me seven years to figure this so out. So you're not going to tell me the secret. So, it's fine. Yeah. We don't have enough time <laughs> yeah. anyway. We also had a goal of making <laughs> cannabis consumption simple and, and easy, easy mm-hmm. and accessible. We really wanted you to feel comfortable putting some oregano mm-hmm. on your pizza and feeling like this is going to get me high exactly how I want to be high. Mm-hmm. Not, oh no, here we go. And it's, we've also, you know, um, I think now our real mission is redefining the cannabis consumption experience mm-hmm. and bringing it into the mainstream. Right. Right. So oregano on pizza is something everyone does. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's so easy to just sprinkle a, a little oregano mm-hmm. and just know that after about 20 minutes. If I could do that and like right now my chin is on fucking fire. Right. Yeah. Like it feels like there's amp ants like biting my face oh my God. if i could have a piece of pizza that's gonna make that feel better yeah. and i don't have to be uncomfortably high like mm-hmm. i'll still be able to function and go do things yeah. and like i think it's like people like me that are are most afraid and most excited about something like this because you you guys already know how revolutionary this is but i think yeah, for me yeah. i'm like who is our producer looking at us like we need to get ready to go <laughs> okay so Anything else? Because we are looking forward to the store opening in West Hollywood next year. Uh, you're doing a soft opening on Valentine's Day. Hopefully, yeah. Hard opening. Hopefully, 420. <laughs> 420. <laughs> That's what we're planning. Budberry yeah. Lounge. Jeff, the 420 chef. Jared, business manager. Free Leaf. I'm going to link as much as I can below. Obviously, these products aren't. They're approved in FDA and blah, 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 or whatever the process you have to do. But they're not for sale yet. But mm-hmm. they will be at... Bud Berry soon, and I'm gonna put uh, all your socials and stuff. But Love right it. now, yeah. it's at the at Jeff the 420 Chef. Yeah, exactly. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You name it, we're everywhere. <laughs> yep. Contact us if you have any questions. We are yes. ready to help. This man is a genius, and he will give you yes. the info that and you need. Honestly, anybody that's afraid of it, like me, that knows you shouldn't be and wishes you could be like mm-hmm. everyone else, <laughs> like just taking a hit and, and being a normal person. Jeff has given me the confidence and like the uh, intelligence and the and the verbiage to even and dissect this world again. So I owe you a lot thank of thank you. yous and thank I can't you. wait for our journey and we're going to make a fucking show and well, a less TV than the show. Well, the next show should be a pizza party. Oh, fuck. We got to film this. Exactly. And there'll be cookbooks everywhere. So order yours today. <laughs> signing. The so ever, the ever it's on Amazon too. Jared. Oh, and it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Amazon. If you want it signed with a personal message from this man, oh, go to our website, wow, jeffthe420chef.com. We do you, a lot. Yeah. We try to go the extra mile because... Really, you want to connect with people and give them a great experience. And that's Amen. what we're here for. Amen. Uh, all right, <laughs> Coffee Dons. That's it for this Thanks week. So Thank much. you so much for joining us, guys. Coffee Dons, don't forget to rate this on iTunes. Five stars. If anything less, don't because I'm sensitive. Uh, tweet <laughs> us at ConfidentlyPod. Instagram at ConfidentlyPod. You can also send us an email at ConfidentlyInsecurePodcast at gmail.com. I read all the emails. I love you. I'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.